Hi, I'm Isabella. Hi, I'm Bethany. And, and we, we are, are the, the co-founders of Soul Besties. We named our podcast Soul Besties because we are two Southern girls who have been friends for a long time and love boba tea. When we sit down and record a podcast, we're most likely enjoying some kind of boba tea with it. And we hope you will fix some tea too and join us for this episode. Welcome again to another episode. Um, this is Isabella. Hey guys, this is Bethany, and we are so excited you're joining us for the Soul Besties podcast, aren't we? Yes, super excited. And you know, we always start, well, not always, we've started this little trend of favorite things. And so Bethany's going to tell us what our favorite thing for today is. Yeah. So we just thought it would be fun to share what are some of our favorite things for you guys to get to know us a little better. And so today we are talking about favorite ice cream flavor. Mm -hmm. So um, Isabella, why don't you go first and share what is your favorite ice cream flavor? Yes. So this is, I love coffee ice cream. Um, but specifically, I pulled up two things that I really love. So the Cold Stone Creamery Coffee Lovers Only Specialty Ice Cream has like Heath pieces in it, almonds, and caramel. Mm. So, mm. so good. That sounds good. <laughs> yes. And also Jenny's Ice Cream, just like the coffee, I think it's just sugar and milk is what it's called. And it's just so good. Um just love, I don't know. I just love coffee ice cream. I like coffee ice cream, too. I haven't tried these two you're talking about, but they sound really good. Yes, we need to go and get these two so you can understand the love for these specifically, too. Yeah, when um, we were talking about this topic earlier, I was kind of brainstorming, and I think um, I love ice cream. Yeah. Like, I'm just obsessed with ice cream. I've always loved ice cream. Um, there are certain brands that I just really love. Yeah. I love me like a good, um, bluebell ice cream. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was thinking like probably Publix is kind of my go-to for, for ice cream. Yeah. And what I've been getting lately is the chocolate ice cream with Oreo pieces in it mm. because I love like cookies and cream. I also love chocolate ice cream and they combine the two. Oh. Sounds and it's amazing. So good. Yes. <laughs> so that's kind of been my recent like ice cream obsession of like what I've been going to the store to buy. But I kind of have to also give a shout out to Durban Farms mm. in Clanton, Alabama, because I love their peach pecan ice cream. And so if you've never good. been, you need to go, <laughs> first of all. And they make their peach pecan ice cream in-house. It's made from peaches from their farm pecans grown in Alabama so there is nothing more Alabamian <laughs> than some peach pecan ice cream at Durban Farms mm. so once it gets to be peach season Isabella and I are talking we've got to go yes. down to Clanton yes and get us some ice cream yes because uh, they have I mean they have a lot of good ice cream flavors there, yeah so. as you were saying that you were like obsessed with ice cream I <laughs> thought like I had this little flashback of like my trip to San Francisco years ago on a mission trip I think I was there for three months, two to three months, and all the girls on our team, it was literally our ritual to eat ice cream every day, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure we ate it for breakfast, um, and it was a specific mint chocolate chip ice cream that not only had, like, chocolate pieces in it, but, like, cookies, 
like almost like an Oreo-y crumbly thing mm, with like a fudge strip. Mm, that sounds really good. Mm, but yeah, like every, <laughs> I'm pretty sure either, either every morning or every night, but like I have lost so much weight before we went to San Francisco. And then when I came back, I was like, at least 15 pounds heavier. That's really sad to say. Because we just had so much But good. I would have thought you got a lot of ice cream. I mean, a lot of walking while you were oh, there. Oh, I did. That would have, like, burned off the ice cream. Is what I, I, was was e- I guess I was eating too much. Like, <laughs> we did walk a lot. Um, yeah. And then also, like, a lot of good boba shops, too. Mm-hmm. And so me and my friend Anna, we would always go get boba shop Or go get boba, especially in the city. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Anyways, that kind so. of, I mean, I hate to deviate, but I'm going to still share this story <laughs> because I feel like, um, it's a good life story. But when I was doing missions and I, I was overseas for six months and, um, I got in trouble for eating too much ice cream. Oh no. <laughs> so like we had like a food budget that like the, the missionary organization had given us and they, I was not spending much on ice cream. Okay. Like I would have just occasionally buy an ice cream bar or get a little ice cream cone that was like worth like 20 to 30 cents in us dollar. Wow. You know, it was less than a dollar per ice cream, but they were like, Bethany, we're really concerned about you. It seems like you're eating a lot of dessert and specifically ice cream. And you're going to have to start using your own personal money for that. You can't use your food budget for that. And I like literally would barely spend money on food so I could have money for ice cream. It was just my pick me up. It was just like, and it was also really hot at the beginning of our time there, Mm -hmm. like really hot. We didn't have air conditioning and stuff. So like that was my treat at the end of the day to like survive, you know? And if you're from the South, you know, that we eat dessert after every meal. Right. Like growing up anyway. I mean, I don't really do that now because I know it's not healthy, but traditionally we eat dessert after every meal. Yeah. And we drink sweet tea like all the time. Like, you know, no sweet tea. I'm, I'm not eating can like I'm, I'm, (laughs) I'm barely having any sweets. Yeah. So the fact that like, you know, I just felt like it's, it's not that big a deal, guys. Right. And um, they were really worried about me that, like, I was hurting my health. So I had to start using my own money for ice cream. But I did not stop the consumption. <laughs> I just used my own personal money, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I just felt like they were just taking away my joy. <laughs> I mean, it was just one of the ways that I coped with being in another country. And it, that was one thing that was similar to home Yeah. for me was like ice cream. Yeah. And it was just my favorite kind of dessert. Yeah. And like also my roommate who was also working with the same organization, she was like going and getting coffees all the time and stuff. They didn't say anything. It was just the ice cream. <laughs> it was just me and my dessert obsession because I think she kind of like sprinkled hers throughout her expenses. Maybe she would mark that it was like, cause we would get ice cream together too. And, mm. and, it, and then occasionally she'd be like, you know what, Bethany, I'm just going to put it down as food, but I'm going to buy your ice cream. Aww. <laughs> so that way, like, because we felt like that's crazy, especially we go with like our friend, our friends would like to go get ice cream too, like right. our local friends. And like, I'm not supposed to spend any more money on ice cream. <laughs> I think it was a little too like legalistic, but I don't think the leader understood my heart on it. Mm. And she was not from the South. 
So she also did not understand, like, the Southern need for sugar. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's true, though. Like, Southern, I mean, my husband's the same way. I mean, every meal, we have to have dessert. And I'm just like, I'm not that way as much because, like, Colombians don't really eat, you know, not, like, super, they're not super Southern, obviously. So, like, and my mom, like, I never grew up with any (laughs) desserts at home, really. My dad would sneak them in. But my mom was, like, anti-sweets in the home. Um, (laughs) So it's funny because Adam's like, hey, like, are we going to eat dessert after our dinner? And I'm like, oh, yeah. So now I'm like, (laughs) that's just, like, now what I'm accustomed to is that. And Um, I've gotten out of that unhealthy habit, but I still love ice cream. (laughs) Yeah. It's good to have it every once in a while. You know, you got to, like, you know, treat yourself every once in a while. Yeah. Um, I think that's healthy. Um, Well, today's topic... Um, is not related to ice cream, actually. <laughs> but we're going to talk about, am I disappointing God? Mm. Because I think this is something that at some point in our lives, we all come to some moment where we are, like, questioning, you know, is I feel like I've done something really terrible, basically. Mm. And I, I feel like God's not going to forgive me, mm. you know? Um, and I think we all kind of ask that question at some point. Am I disappointing God? So we're going to delve into this topic more and share a little bit of our experiences and just, you know, what God is continually teaching us on this topic Yeah. as we have had different seasons where we felt like, you know, I am disappointing God. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, you know, we always pick a verse to go along with our topic. Um, And so we actually have chosen Romans chapter 8, verses 1 through 2. And I'll go ahead and read it. And it says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus, because the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. Hmm. That's just, mm, like, set us free. Like, there is freedom um, with Jesus. And that's just beautiful. Um, Because I feel like a lot of times, like, for me growing up, like, I didn't feel like I, like, had experienced Jesus' freedom. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, I just felt like, oh, my gosh, I, I don't know, something silly. Like, I was mean to, to my mom. Like, God does not like me anymore. And I just Mm -hmm. felt, like, super, like, what can I do to, like, help him forgive me? Like, I'm going to do all these things, like, I don't know. And, you know, and the thing is, is that, you know, if you're saved, um, like, he loves you still in the midst of, like, your hard ships that you're going through or the things that you've done in your life like he is not sitting up there being like oh Isabella you stink like he's saying like Isabella that probably wasn't the best but I still love you and I'm gonna like pick you up and help you get through this time and that's very freeing um and I also feel like it just makes you like really like love the Lord more and like just Mm -hmm. like that relationship gets stronger knowing that you can run to him and he's not going to be like that's way too much for me I'm gonna like turn you away um so I I just love that yeah I mean it's 
so great that, you know, it talks about condemnation. Like we think of like judgment. Mm-hmm. And so basically God's not going to judge us because of what we've done, but instead there's freedom in Christ. Yeah. Um, that's like a beautiful concept. And I think though, a lot of the time we don't really believe it. Mm-hmm. Like even if we hear it, you know, um, it kind of makes me think of like two different stories we see in scripture that kind of parallel one another, but one of them being the parable of the lost son. And in this story, um, there's a son that he gets his inheritance early. He asks his father, hey, can I get my inheritance early? He runs off. He lives a crazy life that like probably his father would not approve of. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really tell him about that part. Yeah. <laughs> he spends all the money. He eventually comes back to his father's house. His father ends up welcoming him. Right. His father doesn't ask like, what did you do while you're gone? Yeah. He doesn't... Um, like scold him for like, I can't believe you're gone so long or it took you this long to figure this out or, um, you know, just whatever. He didn't scold him for anything that he had done. Mm. Instead, like he was literally in the story. It talks about the father started running towards his son Mm. and like embraces him. Yeah. And I think when we are in those moments of like asking this question, am I disappointing God? We actually need to remember like this story that, God is, he's just, he wants us to come home. Yeah. Like he wants us to come to him. He is ready to greet us with open arms. He's not worried about the past and the things that we did before because he's just happy we're here now, that we're with him now. So when we're like struggling, I think our normal reaction is kind of like run away from God because we're like ashamed, Mm. kind of like Adam and Eve when um, they realized they were naked and they were like like, ashamed. I'm going to (laughs) hide. And so they hide, hid from God, but you can't really hide from God because God is is always there. (laughs) And so... um, that's our tendency that we want to hide. We want to cover up like the sin that we did, but actually, you know, God is waiting open arms outstretched. Mm. And there's another story in scripture that talks about, I mean, there's actually many accounts where it talks about us being like sheep. Right. Um, But there's the one story where there's like a hundred little sheep, one little one runs away. Mm. The shepherd goes after the one. And goes and gets the that one and rescues it and brings it back to the flock. Just another great example of seeing how God cares when we run away, when we do something that we weren't supposed to do. Um, and the shepherd wasn't disappointed. Like, gosh, look at that sheep. <laughs> Can't believe it. Ran off and is about to jump off a cliff. You know? Right. He's not judging the sheep. Mm-hmm. He's just like, oh my gosh. The little sheep, I got to bring him back, you know? And so, um, you know, we need to be reminded of those stories, I think, because, you know, that's how God is. He's like ready to go rescue us. He wants to bring us back to him. He um, is welcoming us with open arms. Um, And, you know, no matter what we have done, it doesn't mean that God like approves that we made a bad decision. Right. God didn't approve when the little sheep is running to almost jump off a cliff. Uh, The father didn't approve when the son ran off and did this wild living. But um, he wants us to come back to him. And so if we come back to him, it's okay, you know. And um, we are not, there's no limit to 
his mercy, his grace. Mm, yeah. It's just, you know, God's heart and how much he does love us because that's what he's showing in those two stories is that he loves us so, so much that, you know, he doesn't approve of what we've done in the past, but he also accepts us still Mm -hmm. um, and wants to wrap his arms around us um, and just comfort us um, in the midst of um, those hard situations. And, you know, like that gives us freedom to be like that gives us freedom to like even come back. Yeah. Right. Because if we if. For example, if the if the son's like, oh my gosh, like the father is just going to be so angry at me, like he's going to like yell at me, like that's not going to want that that's not going to make the son come back. Yeah. Like there had to be something in him where it was like, no, like and I think it even says in scripture like, hey, whatever like whatever I get, like whether, you know, um like the father's servants was were still living a better life (laughs) than what he was doing. Um, he was like, whatever, like, even if, if, even if I live like that, that's going to be way better than what I'm doing now. But like the father gave him way more than that. Like he treated him again, like a son rather than treating him like a servant. Right. The the son had the idea. He'll propose, I'll just be a servant for you now. Because I know I don't deserve to, like, be called your son anymore. Right. But the father's like, no. Like, hey, like, let's throw a big party. Like, and, well, I'm going to welcome you back. Um, And I think that that's just so beautiful. And God's heart. It's just the grace and the mercy that he gives us that we don't deserve. Um, But he gives it to us because he loves us so much. And he's willing to be like, you know what? I, I've got you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, there's been so many times in my life where I did feel like I was like, hey, I'm too far gone. There's no way. Mm-hmm. I've made all these mistakes. Um, and I've just had failed relationships, friendships, all the things because I was in such a bad, a bad season in my life. But I had so many people like, no, God still loves you in the midst of that. Um, God wants you to run to him. God wants you to like, literally like sprint, <laughs> sprint all, cause he's going to be yeah. there like ready to, to open his arms and, and, you know, comfort you in those seasons of life. Um, so I think like, you know, we, we pose this question, like, am I disappointing God? Um, and we were talking about how, like, sometimes I, I feel like, Hey, I messed up so bad. Like I'm over here thinking God is sitting up there being like, Isabella, you're like the worst. Um, but again, he's not, um, again, he doesn't approve of what you've done. Um, and you're still going to deal with the consequences. Um, that's something I had to had to learn a lot that, you know, you, you're sinning and you're still, God doesn't take away the consequences. Like, straight up, you still are going to deal with those things. Um, But he's willing to go through it with you and offer his hand. And you're going to take his hand and you're going to, he's going to walk you through it all. Um, Because that's what he does. That's what a loving father does. 
Yeah, he'll always take you back. Always take you back. And I think we think, oh, there's going to be some limit to his mm-hmm. mercy. Yeah. Um, like it's, you know, a, a certain concrete amount or something like, well, it's worked before that he showed me mercy and grace, but I'm worried this time it's going to put him over the edge mm-hmm. and he's not going to give me any mercy and grace this time, right. you know, but there's no limits to yeah. his mercy, to his grace. Um, And we have to be reminded of that because I think it's so easy to feel this fear of like, am I disappointing God or like this doubt? Um, And I think Satan plants those little seeds in our mind (laughs) that they're, Mm. you know, this doubt of like, am I disappointing God? Oh my goodness. Um, And not that we shouldn't self-reflect on our life. Definitely. We all are sinners and we make mistakes and we should self-reflect. Are we committing sin? But... Um, I think that if, especially if like you grew up in an environment that was kind of legalistic, like I think both me and Isabella, Mm. um, you know, no, no criticism to our parents, but just, I think a lot of our lives, we were around a lot of legalistic environments in church, um, where it felt like it was such a list of rules that you became fearful if you, if you just messed up one, it's over, you know? And so I think that also that has kind of, for a lot of people, that's made them like come to some point where they felt like, am I disappointing God? I definitely feel like I am. (laughs) Yeah, but I also thinking like, as you were talking, like I was also afraid of like the people at the church or, you know, like, hey, like she's too far gone. Like, and I feel like a lot Mm -hmm. of people, you know, like very judgmental um and it also like we talked about last episode like it wasn't a safe space to talk about it so you just like well they obviously don't (laughs) want to like talk to me about it or like love me in this season so like god's not going to right because these are people of god right but like again and i i don't know if i said this last episode and i feel like i did but i'm gonna say it again because i feel so strongly about it like the people in the church are not the standard. Like, God is the standard. Like, God mm-hmm. loves you no matter what. So, if these people over here, they're trying to judge you and they're trying to, like, hey, like, you're not a Christian or you're not. Like, that's not what God says. God is ready for you to run to him as fast as you can. Once you realize, like, this is just really, really, like, I'm in a really bad spot like run to him. Like it does not matter what people think, what people say. Um, because I think there are a lot of people who are afraid to step into a church because they've had a really terrible past, Mm -hmm. but like the church should be welcoming them and saying like, Hey, I might not understand exactly where you've been, but like, I will help you through it. And let me tell you what God, you know, has done for you and what will, what he will continue to do. Um, and I just think that's so, so important because I guess I've had a personal, um, situation to happen to me, not a particular situation. I'm just saying, like, I think I've felt that in the past, um, with just certain, you know, environments where I just felt like, oh my gosh, these people think I'm like (laughs) the worst of the worst. And at the end of the day, that's not what God thinks of you. Uh, so just remember that because I know that, you know, we might have some listeners that are going through some really hard times and they might feel like they're not able to come to church or like to the Lord, but you really, really can. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Jesus talks about in scripture when, when asked how many times should we forgive others? Mm. And 
Jesus says 70 times seven. Yes. And basically he meant like so many times that you can't count. Right. Because who is calculating literally hundreds of times? Like no one. Right. No one should be anyway. (laughs) If you are keeping up with that many, um, (laughs) you probably shouldn't. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, I think the point was just to be like, be unlimited in your forgiveness as I have been unlimited in my forgiveness to you. And so um, I think like as believers also, we need to remember that mm. and um, that, yeah, we are a reflection of, of Christ to others. And um, we certainly don't want to be a stumbling block right. to people who are seeking out the Lord um, because they feel like, well, people at church don't discipli- display this compassion and mercy that they talk about God having, you know. So that's a good point. And I had another point um, also, too, because, you know, the church is supposed to be, like, super welcoming. And it even says in Matthew 6, um, 14 through 15, it says, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your Heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive other others their sins your father will not forgive your sins Mm -hmm. so it's you know kind of we're talking about like you know we're we're supposed to forgive others um and you know then he then he'll forgive us too like it's you know like we we need to to show that that grace that god is giving us yes for sure um but yeah yeah so let's think all about a little bit like and maybe even in our own lives and our experiences when we felt like, oh my goodness, I was disappointing God. What have we done to kind of get out of that funk of like thinking, oh my goodness, I'm disappointing God. Yeah. Um, I think for me, um, I first of all had to come to the realization that nothing is going to satisfy me, um, apart from the Lord. Like he is enough. And I had to almost kind of get to like rock bottom, um, in my life to really, um, understand that. Um, and that doesn't happen to everyone. Um, but it, it was my story, um, that, you know, I had straight away just like that little sheep. Um, and I just, in, in in those moments um, when I was straying away, like, I had a really good support system around me that loved me even in those moments. Um, and they're only able to love me because of God's love. Like, they were only able to, like, encourage me and pick me up when those, um, when I was going through those things. But number one, just remembering that, like, for me, anyways, like, God loves me still, even if all the things um, that I was struggling with. Um, and also, really, like, studying scripture. Like, mm-hmm. really remembering. Like, I had to tell myself, like, Jesus did not come to condemn, but to fulfill the law and to, like, give me freedom. Um, And that was actually one of the verses. And I think that's why I was like, we should pick this verse because I had to tell myself over and over, like, Jesus did not come to condemn, but to fulfill the law. Like, the the law, like, yes, like, those are are good things. um, But Jesus ultimately is way, way better. And (laughs) he is 
he's fulfilled it. And so, you know, it's not like, um, like we're not going to mess up again. I mean, we are going to mess up again, but he's going to be there, um, when you do, um, and just to remember, you know, that he's got you. And I think, um, just to add to that a little bit, you know, last episode we talked about like experiencing like a painful season, um, or like a hard season. Um, and I, I'm kind of still walking through that, but I, I see like the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, God's been very sweet to me. Um, and to remember that like the only thing you need is God. Um, he's pretty much like kind of isolated me in a way in this season, um, from like a lot of different things. And the only thing that remains is the Lord. Mm. Um, and, and it's hard, like it's, it's hard to go through that, but he's teaching me time and time again that he's the only one I need. Um, and he, yeah, he'll be right there with me. Honestly, I feel like our Christian journey is like kind of the same things. Over. Like I feel like every episode, like we talk, we focus on different things, but it goes back to the point, like God is enough. Yeah. <laughs> and like he will satisfy you. Um, and so I always bring it to that. But that's just how I truly like, that's how we should all be. Like as believers, we should know that like nothing is ever going to compare to the Lord. And he's the only one that can actually give us joy in the midst of trials. Yeah, I think, you know, when I was thinking about an example, probably like the lowest point of feeling like I disappointed God was like right before I really started following Jesus. Mm. And I kind of say in my spiritual walk that I have like two main, I guess, I don't know, like Jesus encounter kind of moments. Like the one where like I first became a Christian and I knew what it meant to like believe in Jesus and I admitted my sin and I wanted to follow Jesus. But I was a kid, and I don't think I fully understood what it meant to follow Jesus. Mm -hmm. So then later, in adulthood and college, I had, like, another encounter with God kind of thing. Jesus moment. Yeah, (laughs) um, that I call following Jesus moment, because that's when I really understood what does it mean to follow Jesus. Um, Because somewhere along the way, I felt like I didn't understand that, Mm. and I didn't know how to reconcile my relationship with God, and I felt like... I've disappointed God so much. I'm so far gone. How will I ever get this relationship back? Yeah. Um, And I was searching for that. And in that time, what I found was that um, I needed to give God all of who I am. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I think going back to that idea of like God is enough, Mm -hmm. you know, that all I need is God, that I just need to give him everything that I am all of my faults, all of my sin, just give it all to him, surrender it to him and let him take control of my life. And um, that's when I realized like, no, I'm not disappointing God. I mean, sure, he didn't love the sin that I committed. Correct. But, and it was never like, oh my goodness, I disappointed him so much that he wouldn't want me to come to him. He wanted me to come to him all that time. And that's probably why I spent a season of searching for him because mm-hmm. God was trying to like call out like Bethany, like I'm over here. Like, he was pursuing like, come to me. you in those yeah. moments. Like he was not, he's like, I'm not letting her go. Like he was running after his yes. little sheets. I was yes. running away, <laughs> but he was still, but he, he was running after. <laughs> he was still running. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's just such a beautiful picture. Yeah. And so, 
um, ultimately I realized, no, God does want me. Yeah. And I just need to come to him like who I am, even though I have faults, you know, just come to him as I am, Mm -hmm. give him everything that I have and be like, I'll just do whatever you want, Lord. Yeah. And then that is like how I've tried to live my life ever since. Mm -hmm. In some ways it's like a daily dedication to the Lord. Like when you wake up this morning, be like, you know what, Lord? Have all of me. Yep. Because if I don't do that, actually, I take part of me back. <laughs> like dying to and dying to yourself every day. Yeah. Um, because I'll take control of all the situations yeah. and all the things. But, um, you know, that, that was what I realized I was kind of missing. And it's not like I never come back to this question and question. Mm. But I don't think I've ever come back as deeply as I felt like I had disappointed God in that time. Yeah. Um, but you know, what I realized is that, yeah, like God is never so disappointed that he doesn't want to have a relationship with me. (laughs) And so I should not worry. I should not fear if I'm disappointing God, because like the Romans passage reminds us, he's not here worried about judging us. He has provided grace and acceptance for us. We would just come to him. Right. Yeah. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Soul Besties. Subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram at Soul Besties to see more of what we're up to. And join us again for our next episode, which will come out every two weeks.